they keep showing you sides of yourself that you didn't know was there. Yeah. You know, or circumstances show you sides of yourself that you, you know, you look in the mirror sometimes, you're like, who the hell are you? Welcome to Becoming Better with Jeff Ponders. We deal with who we are, where we've been, where we're going, and who we're becoming to get there. It's time to leave your ego at the door and deal with real life. It's time to become better. Welcome to the Become Better podcast, where we talk to people about who they are, where they've been, where they're going, and who they're becoming every day to get there. Um, My guest today is my good buddy, Mr. Kenny Watson. Kenny is, (laughs) man, man, I... How to describe Kenny? This would be um, interesting. Kenny's a good dude. Like, <laughs> like you know, you meet people and it's like, man, I, I rock with you. Kenny is Kenny's one of the people. I'm like, I met Kenny. I was like, that's my that's my guy. And Kenny is an amazing singer, songwriter, philosopher, <laughs> um, husband, and father. Um, and then you, so you've got this artistic side. You've got this compassionate side, you know, cares for his family, cares for his community. But then Kenny is also a man who works with his hands. Mm. Um, his hands are like the size of uh, bear claws. Um, <laughs> but Kenny is, um, actually, I, are you a carpenter? I can't remember if it's a carpenter. I'm, I know not a, paint. I'm not a carpenter. I wish I could claim so. <laughs> but I mean, somewhere deep within myself, I like I have the creativity for it. Like I can see it, you know? Yeah. But I think I, I'm a little too lazy to, to, to do a few types of things. But uh, I mean, I, I put together a couple of things. Yeah. If, if anything, Kenny is is it? Well, if it's anything that Kenny is not, it's lazy. Kenny is not lazy. I'm Kenny willing. works. I'm, I'm willing, definitely. Kenny yeah. puts work in. So <clears throat> Kenny paints. He, you know, as we were talking before we started shooting, you said I'm gonna go install a bidet <laughs> and a mirror or something. Yeah, a mirror. Yeah. Um, Kenny, Kenny's one of those folks who creative and artistic, compassionate. Um, and caring, but then also Handy's an understatement, uh, just a man who knows how to create. Um, And so, you know, as a friend, as a friend, like I look at you and I just, you know, I see this immense capacity for creativity Mm. that I think is fascinating. Um, And it's interesting to see how that, that trait, it's more than a trait, it's just part of who you are and part of your DNA has permeated its way through every part of your life. so I'm I'm looking forward to learning more about. In fact, man, how did you know? Tell tell me a little bit more about where you came from, like how you came to tap into this creative center of yourself. I guess origins. I guess I grew up on the east side of Detroit and um, had a very uh, hardworking father and very hardworking mother. And um, often, <laughs> I mean, first of all, both sides of the both sides, my mother and my father, both musicians. My father played saxophone. My mother was a singer. Yeah, yeah, he did. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's why I love the saxophone so much. But he played saxophone. My mother was a singer. Everybody on my mother's side of the family sings Word. or plays plays guitars or basses. Um, father's side, they all played instruments or were artists in some right. <clears throat> so I got it on both sides to a degree. There. How have I known you all this time and you never said that <clears throat> your dad played sax? Like. I think you, I, we we literally just were in the studio recording a record like yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was about you, brother. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, we, we were working though. You know what I'm Fair. saying? We we were focusing on some other things, and I, it, it like this. This is a good moment to you know bring it up, bring them up. But yeah, word. Yeah. So mom and dad both creatives. Yeah. 
So I know, you know, it's one thing to say the apple don't fall far from the tree, mm -hmm. but the level of your <laughs> gift isn't just one where it's like you have just natural, you have natural ability for sure. Yeah. But clearly you've cultivated. So like, you know, what, how, what was it like growing up in a family that was creatively inclined, certainly musically inclined mm -hmm. and, you know, developing those gifts? It's, uh, it's an, I'm come, I've come to learn even as late as last night that it's an incredible burden, mm. but it was on the way up <laughs> on the way up it's i mean it's incredible yeah you know i my desire since i've been eight years old has been to um, use my voice and sing all over the world and i knew that from then i was singing on the stage at eight word yeah my grandfather was the one who who brought my grandfather on my mother's side brought them all you know synergistically into music and singing together in harmony. They used to have a gospel group. They used to sing all over the country, all over the South and do all of that, you know, yeah. And so I just, living up to that was always something that I wanted to see. I wanted to be pleasing to my grandfather. I wanted to be pleasing to my mother and my uncles and my grandmother, pleasing to my father in, in whatever right that I could be, you know. Um, I think more so for my father, it had a lot to do with uh, just the manly man type stuff. And so, like, <clears throat> since I was a kid, man, we were amongst the vacant lots and everything like that. I played with my friends, but there was a great deal of my time that was spent cleaning up the vacant lot or um, mowing down the tall grass with those, with those, uh, there was, the, it's not a lathe, but it was a long grass cutter that you used to swing. Really? Almost like a machete? Yeah, it was. it's not quite the machete. It, it was a long tool, and it, had, it was almost like a leg. Got it. You know, yeah. and I used to swing that really? in, the, in the vacant lots. But this is back in like the 80s and 90s. And yep. They still had those. My father had one. <laughs> my father had one. You know what he was? He used to do it, and I found, my, I found myself doing it to my son. He, he'll say, um, you want to cut the grass? Okay, here's a push mower. Not, he has... A gas mower. Oh my god! But he was cultivating the toughness in me. Interesting to do it, you know. And so, and 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 I find now that I have a son that this is an it's an interestingly uh, important uh, trait that a, a young kid, you know, may need to have. Yeah. When it comes down to things, because I mean, I remember when we had that blackout. I forget what year it was, but we had the blackout. Three and. My mind was just thinking. Yeah. It's like, man, technology down, this down, this down. Where do you go? You go straight back to what you know how to do here, and coordinating this with this. Interesting. You know, so that's that's what he was cultivating in me. That's wild. Yeah, man. You, yeah. That, so first of all, I know I one. I didn't know that people still used. Manual lawnmowers yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in in yeah. modern times, mm -hmm. but you know beyond that, just that's crazy to hear the yeah. threads going back that far. I, I want to go back. You just talked about your first time on stage at eight years old. What was yeah. that scenario, man? Church, church. It was church, and I, I can I can see my grandfather in the second row. He had a he had a stroke, and so he would. I wish I could stand, but he would have this pose here, and he'd be rocking. And slapping his leg <laughs> with his right hand, <laughs> but I mean, when when he stood up yeah. and he was into it, you knew he was pleased, and so that's that was my vision. Did you that, did you get him? Oh yeah, I got him. <laughs> I got him. I got him. Now whose idea was he used it to call you? me Kenny June? Kenny June? <laughs> Kenny June. I'm a junior. Are you? Yeah. So he used to call me Kenny June. 
dude, I'm a second, man. Right, look at that. Man, come on. We bro. so much more alike than we know. <laughs> well, other than the fact that you have like three feet of hair on your head and I'm bald. Yes, yes, yes. That's, and shiny. I'm yeah. trying to <laughs> trying to maximize this here. <laughs> Hold on as long as you can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> man, now that's that's real that's really interesting to see eight year old on stage and your first your first time on stage was successful because mm. granddad was pleased yeah man and he you know i'm just you know in hearing your story and how often do you think about your granddad your parents your aunts and uncles and these folks who came before you that you like you said earlier you know yeah. you wanted to please them like you wanted to go out and sing across the world and use your voice yeah um but also to be pleasing <clears> to them like do, how often do you think about that today often often and honestly it's like i said nowadays it almost feels like a burden mm -hmm. because i'm not where i maybe visualized myself or uh dreamed so to speak you know and i know i i have some ideas and some reasons as to why i may not have gone and you know gotten to those levels sort of speak you know and there was a time even when in my life where i re I reorganized my idea as to what it meant to be successful. And I honestly, I had, I felt like I had to do that to survive mentally, you know, cause if you, if you keep this same idea of what, well, if I kept the same idea of what I thought had to be, you know, what success is or looks like, I probably, I probably would have lost my family, you know, been a terrible example to my children or whatever. So I've been trying to walk that line yeah, for a long time, and and it never really goes away because you you go out and you do something and you feel your potential, you feel your potential. <laughs> you people shower praise on you. You try to. I mean, me personally, I've been I've always been a bit of a humble dude, and I always try to redirect that praise to my creator. But you know that you were given something or that you got something and that it could do something for you or yeah. for those that you love. And you could do it on a level that you probably feel that you even deserve, mm. you know? Yeah. But that it's a lot that comes with that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot that comes with that. So it's, and I, I, I mean, I just, I tasted just a little bit of it and knew that it could be good, but you know. So take me from eight year old Kenny Right now, you, you you know you're pushing a milestone soon. Yes, uh, we'll, we'll talk. We're not we're gonna leave a milestone alone for right now. I'm good with it. Yeah. Okay. And so you know, for the last you know twenty some odd years, help me help me get from. And I, I don't want to just talk about this with music in mind, but help me get from eight year old. Oh my God, I got my grandfather, who's rocking and slapping his knee mm -hmm. to stand up. Like, I did it. I guess I, I remember being a kid. Like that moment of like. Like you know, you know what success means, yeah, and I yeah, nailed it. Yeah, from that moment, you know, to moving forward into adulthood and balancing, you know, the pursuit of more moments like that, and then while while also I'm while also balancing this work ethic and toughness that your father's instilling in you and the crafts and things that he's helping you learn. Yeah, um, you know, to get to a point where you say, "Man, I got to reassess what success means." Like, help me get from eight year old. Little Kenny June singing on stage mm -hmm. to man, I need to reevaluate what success means for myself. Hmm. Tell me, just walk me through the journey. Yeah, uh, singing, singing at the young age, eight, going through into my teenage years. Uh, part of choirs, part of small 
small groups, uh, talent shows, all types of things that would always continue to validate who I was and what I did. Um, Always encouraged, always had a very uh, encouraging family, you know. Uh, Interestingly, my father always wanted to have me focused on being uh, a good provider Mm. type of thing. And I think a lot of that came from his story. Mm. You know, it's, it's, uh, if I don't do him any, um, dishonor in, in saying this, I, I spoke with, I, I have a, I have an older brother, half brother, but he's my brother. And, uh, I spoke with his, I spoke with my brother's mother before. Uh, and this is before my, my mother and father's relationship. And she used to tell me, she used to say, she said, your father was into so much stuff. He used to paint, fish, hike, uh, exercise, swim, play his music, this and this and this. He used to grow this and all this. <laughs> like he was just experimental and very creative and yeah. open. And when he got married, all of that stuff started to die down. Mm. And he, he ended up focusing on just working and working and working. And um, now as, as in his childhood, his grandfather, I mean, his father had some land out in Belleville and they used to work, 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 work. But he also, you know, he also cultivated, you know, having all these other opportunities. So in his life, he saw, I believe that he saw what the life of a man is going to be. And so he was always, even, even the time when I was up, you know, in college singing, doing this and that concert, uh, headed toward the ideas of touring and things of that nature. Even by the time I got on to touring, I'm, you know, I call him, he's like, all right, make sure you, make sure you do what you got to do. You know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a good idea. It's a dream, but make sure you got a good job and this and that fall, the, the whole fall back on thing. Mm-hmm. And so that was always something I ended up carrying and it never really released me into go full blown, mm-hmm. you know? So, I carried a lot of that. Man. Honestly, that's part of trying to understand, okay, what does success look like? And it also came it also came in uh into contact with the idea of purpose. So it's like, okay, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter. Is this um I know my deepest desire is to touch people with my voice and with certain ideals. Um, is this my purpose? Uh if I get married. Um, does my purpose change? Um, I have ideas in, of philosophical thinking and psychology and all of these types of things. Uh, and counseling, do I go in that direction? And it always felt like things that just went in multiple different directions, you know. So I was always concerned about purpose and um, what it meant to be my best self mm-hmm. and all of this other type of thing. So, you know. In some cases, I mean, it's, it was it saddled me more as a burden, it seemed, just to even be thinking about all of these things. But in another in another sense, it's the thing that made me pursue life so deeply. <laughs> you know, I don't always have know exactly what to say about it. I, I I I wouldn't change what I've gone through. I wouldn't change what I've gone through, or or the matter of how I've thought about life, or how I came to considering what it meant to be successful or what have you. I mean, the opportunities that just putting my gift out there gave me, 
gave me the opportunity to see success on one level, but then also knowing that, you know, just learning a little bit of what you gave in exchange for success. And that will cause me to think, okay, well, I might be doing good over here, but this is going to go to, to, to the pot. I mean, <laughs> it's going to go, it's going to go down, you know, or if I go here, this is probably not going to go as far. So what does it mean for me to, to really be successful here? And, and what I started changing in myself was like, okay, well, I used to ask myself this question, Jeff. It's hypothetical, maybe even, you know, silly. But I would ask myself, if, uh, if America ceased to be as it is, um, with an, a buzzing industry and music this and art that and all of that stuff, if it ceased to exist, would I still do what I feel I've been born to do? And it was an unquestionable yes, but that's the thing that brought me, it, it brought me to the place where it's like, this gift is not just for bringing me money, it's not just for uh, building me up as an icon of some sort, it's not, it's for community, mm. it's for the people. I mean, it's, it's <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's for the, the high times, it's for the low times, it's for the celebratory times, it's, 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 just, it's, a, it's just a part of the fixture of culture. And I need not make it more important than that. You know what I'm saying? There's some people who are gifted intellectually on, you know, di on different levels, people that have the, the, the mathematical, empirical, financial, this and everything that they have all of these different tools. Be individuals have these different tools within the, con within the context and confines of community right. and they serve purposes. And the purpose that I serve is I speak to the soul. Mm. I speak to the soul when it comes to, you know, with, with music or being able to connect with people. I connect with people and I, and I have something else to give them in exchange, you know. So it's, it's that took the high horse ideas and sort of tampered them down a little bit. Man. Now, am I doing am I am I am I using them very well? I think I'm still trying to I, th I think I'm still trying to find how to balance all of that out. But that was where I started with changing these ideas the it's fascinating to hear how this burden mm -hmm. like you know you start with this high and, and really you have the high the moment of granddad mm -hmm. but you have the burden of your father's story mm -hmm. um in all of it in all of his glory yeah the highs and lows and how that became part of your story mm -hmm. um with this purpose that you were able to tap into at a really early age and not maybe not even recognizing it was purpose at that point, but just recognizing it as a passion and a desire. Yeah. Um, and as you, and as you grew carrying the fullness of purpose along with the fullness of burden mm. at this, like literally if you, I can almost think about it, like walking two, down two the street with two bags, bags in your yeah. hand. <laughs> and you could literally yeah. put either one down. Absolutely. But it sounds like if you put one down, you become unbalanced. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. What What strikes me about it, man, I, I I can I can completely relate to so many parts of that. You know, my dad was a hard worker, is a hard worker. Um, <clears throat> I've embraced the challenges of being creative. You know, creative in creative venues, like literally, you know, being a musician or drawing or writing, but also being 
in corporate arenas mm. where on one hand, those gifts are valuable, you know, being able to think in different capacities and approach problems from different different directions and different angles. Mm-hmm. But also, nobody's trying to hear you play saxophone at mm. 3 p.m. rather than work on a strategy document, uh, right. Um, right. which isn't a problem per se, but it's certainly a balancing act of how to be this guy versus how to be this guy. Absolutely. Um, and the burden of it even in reshaping what success looks like, like at the, where I am sit, where I'm sitting right now today. By the way, we're in the historic Cochran House in downtown Detroit. I mm. love this place. It's absolutely beautiful. Here. Man, this this place for me is one of those places where I feel most free. Hmm. Um, and you know, you can think about like on stage, you feel free on stage, but on stage when you do a show, there's the burden of, all right, how much is this show paying? And how much does that dollar, so there's the sole benefit of, I just sang, I played, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Like I feel a euphoria, a high yeah. in this moment. But when I go home, like I can still be happy at home. I can carry this high tangentially back home. And I'm also thinking, did the money I make here, That's what is the sacrifice yeah. for That's the moments I miss when my kids going to sleep, Yeah, the homework, or yeah. and, and even you know getting financially, <clears throat> you know how much is it going to at the bottom line? Absolutely. Um, whether today or the goals we have for the future, so I, I get yeah the balance of that burden, man. Um, I have some I have so many thoughts based on what you said. I, I want to talk more about success in a moment, mm-hmm. um, but I'm also really curious when you, as you talk about. <clears throat> You talk about the creative self and the hardworking self as if they're different people. Yeah, uh, not really. Yeah, I want to hear, like, yeah. what's that? What's up with that? I think that may have to do with just um, that social dichotomy that gets sort of thrust on us mentally when it comes to, I mean, there's always been, uh, oh, you're the guy that works with his hands. Oh, you're the guy who works with his brain, you know? Excuse <laughs> me. So it's, it's um, that's just one of those um I think that's a social uh, infrastructure that intellectually or or in how we communicate tends to come out, but they're not really a part. I mean, there's creativity in everything, honestly. <laughs> you think about it. Yeah. You're artistic in, in many ways, especially, you know, folks that work with their hands, you know. But and there there's also this idea that um those people that work with their hands are the tough people and those that don't have soft hands and you know that's foolishness yeah. that's foolishness so he's a saxophone player uh antonio hart he's a professor out in new york antonio hart's a bad like he's a bad dude mm-hmm. antonio hart's a saxophonist like he was classically trained and he discovered jazz a little bit later in life like well like not like at 12 but like at 18 mm-hmm. he is amazing he's also a black belt mm. and here here it is this you know, jazz saxophonist professor, university professor, who is a for real black belt. Yeah. I don't want to see him in, in a fight. Yeah, sure. Like, I got one shot. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's yeah. also a really nice guy. Like, it's, he's an artist, and his hands are probably not soft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we don't, we're not often um, taught how to be uh, whole people, mm. you know? And even in that wholeness, there's so much, there's so much as a created being that you can be. And it has a lot to do with whether you're willing to expand. So how did you, it, you know, knowing you a bit, 
you know, it seems like as you as you've matured over through life mm-hmm. and through different challenges, um, <clears throat> or not just challenges, but just through the scenarios of life, yeah, you've come to a place where you know who you are a bit. You know who you are, but at least better than you did ten years ago, twenty years ago. Man, I don't always feel like that. Say more about that. I I, I felt like I knew myself so much more in my twenties. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I did, and maybe it came with the that ambition in the twenties, that early uh, willingness, that drive. You know, um, getting older with children. I have three children and a, and, a, and a beautiful wife. They keep showing you sides of yourself that you didn't know was there. Yeah, you know. Or circumstances show you sides of yourself that you, you know, you look in the mirror sometimes. You're like, who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm sorry if I shouldn't speak. I mean, but. We, we, we've used other words in yeah. this podcast before. It's right on, right on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it shows you who you are. And, and so when you see those aspects of yourself, you're like, you know, you get you question it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think, yeah, you know the core of who you are to a certain extent, you know, what, what you stand for. And things like that, but when it comes to <clears throat> training up your kids, leading them, you know, or being the head or a priest of your home, sometimes you don't, you don't, you don't know which way to go. You know, you thought you knew, yeah. Or circumstances uh, may have dictated differently, <laughs> you know. But uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm constantly, I'm, I've, I've been staying open. I know myself, but I've been staying open to the possibilities of what I can be. Because I've learned that if I stay too close-minded about certain things, I'm just a blunt instrument when it comes to relationship. Honestly, yeah, I become yeah. too blunt. I can't, you can't do nothing with me. You can't, I can't grow or bloom differently, or you know, um, I can't shape or mold myself a little bit differently. If I was as hard as my father was with me, I mean, he was very loving, but he was hard. You know, if I was as hard with my children as I you know as he was with me they would probably hate me now because they're it's a different time that they're coming up yeah and you know and I'm still working on stuff even that with my, with my son like I notice it I had to teach him something this morning <laughs> can I share it yeah it may sound too it, it is what it is chauvinistic or what have you or not chauvinistic but like hard or manly type stuff but we have a dog and the dog got some plastic in his mouth and my son went to go get the plastic out of his mouth. And he told me, he's like, I tried to get the plastic out of his mouth and he just bit down harder on my finger. And it, it hurt my finger. I looked at his finger, no scratch or nothing like that. And so I felt the rise up in me to say, boy, you better toughen up, blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I said, well, take heart. Take heart. You're going to be okay. Okay, how big are you? Well, I'm bigger than he is. I was like, well, yeah, you are. And you got the plastic out of his mouth. So remember that. He listens to you. And if you consistently help, you know, guide him to listen to you, maybe it won't be as hard, you know, every time, you know. And I said, well, well, this is, this is, this is. I said, well, stop. Give me your hand. I was like, are you strong? Well, not really. I was like, well, if you keep saying that you're not strong, you won't be. Would you like to be strong? Well, yeah. I was like, well, you're going to have to embrace learning how to be strong. Give me your hand. Shake my hand. Squeeze it. Well, your hands are so big. I can't. <laughs> 
I said, squeeze my hand, boy. He squeezed my hand. I was like, okay. Well, it hurts right there. Where you be. I don't care that it hurts. Embrace that pain. Because mm-hmm. not, it's not broken. Embrace it. You're going to be okay. Squeeze that hand. And he squeezed it a little bit more. I said, if you want to be strong, work towards being strong. If you're not going, if, if you don't want to work towards being strong, all you're going to have to say, all you're going to have to talk about is how weak you feel. Mm-hmm. Work towards your strength. And I left it at that. Because honestly, Jeff, before, I would have been like, boy, he didn't, he ain't nothing wrong with your finger, ain't nothing broken, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Keep going. But le- learning, learning how to be a little bit more malleable yeah. in the circumstance taught me that it's not always the opportune time to lay the hammer. It's a lot of times you need to come, you need to bring some, uh, I forget who told me this some years ago, but you got to bring some, some steel, you got to bring some smoothness or some suede or some softness with the steel. Bring it, bring both of them. Yeah. You know? Bring your gift and your burden. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Absolutely. First of all, you had a good daddy moment today. Congratulations. I did have a good daddy moment. And, and I, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> and it's funny, as I, after I did, I'm walking up the stairs, I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I didn't just break this boy's spirit. But I, I knew it was softer. Yeah. So I had I, I tried to embrace that as a positive because it's, you know, I, I you'll hear that. always be questioning yourself, man. <laughs> always. To, you know. But it was, it was crazy, man. I hear that. And to me, that moment right there with your son, that literally this morning, to me is the same type of success moment you had when you were eight singing on stage mm. with your granddad. Like that idea of here's the moment that I'm in. I'm approaching it with intent, mm-hmm. with creativity, and some skill. Mm-hmm. And I'm hope I'm gonna leave it all out here. Like because again, you walk you saying you left it all out there, you walked up the stairs, you had the moment. Yeah, and I hope that it had the impact I was shooting for. Like it's to me, it's a, it's, a, it's the same thing. Yeah, no, I see that. I a see different it. stage. I see it. Only it's oddly enough, the difference in the audience is that it's a, you know it's a lineage, which is crazy. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, that's heavy. <laughs> that's, that's heavy, dope, man. That's heavy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. <clears throat> so speaking about younger you, so I ask every guest this one question and okay. say, so today, like this moment right now, is the youngest that you will ever be again. Like you will never be younger than you are right now. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So who do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a man who is fully living and acceptance of my purpose wherever I am, meaning that anywhere you are in life serves, you know, when you are there, you serve a purpose in some way, shape, or form, and I want to be in tune with that. Mm-hmm. Fulfilled is a little too dramatic, but... I th- oh, I, I say it's too dramatic because it's like the completion of something. I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm done mm-hmm. necessarily, but neither do I want to feel like I'm constantly sweating after something. Particularly, I want to just you know, what I want to feel is you know that I'm doing things right. Honestly, <laughs> I just want to feel like I'm doing things the right way. Yeah. You know. And and I, th- I think out of that, I'll be happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. I guess that's okay. It's a decent decent answer. I'm joking. Yeah. No, it makes a ton of sense. Oh, okay. It makes a ton of sense. <laughs> no, no, I, was, wrong, I, I was waiting for the critique. I'm like, okay, no, what do no. you think? <laughs> like, there are no wrong answers. And, you know, what better place is there to be than 
exactly where you're supposed to be. Sure. Um, it's funny, man. One one of the things I talk about in the book, um, in the be in the book better. Um, man, I was driving with my wife. I, I think we were on a road trip. We we don't even like road trips. We come back from somewhere, and I got hit with like every once in a while I get these sermon ideas. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in being in the pulpit, but I'll get. I hear you. Ah, I hear you. Yeah, absolutely. Using the voice. Yeah. Tell yeah. folks, right? And so, I said, it said it literally said that. At every moment, you said you said it yourself earlier. You wouldn't change anything about how you approached your journey, mm-hmm. like how you thought about it. And I, it was like that. Every moment, we make the very best decision we can possibly make. Mm-hmm. Like at any point in time, you could not have made a better decision mm. at that moment. Sure, it's not that there aren't op- more optimal decisions to be made, but you, you don't have had, the capacity to do did so. Not have the capacity to do so. We talked about it, said it started with knowledge. Like you gotta know better. Like if you don't know, yep. can't do nothing with it. Yeah, can't do you that. can only do something with what you know. Two, it's the resources. So you know better. Do you have what you need in order to use what you know? So I got it. So I I know and I have the tools available to me mm-hmm. to employ what I know. Mm-hmm. So if you know it but you don't have access to, to the tools, sure. Doesn't matter. You can work to get the tools, but you can't do anything with it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you know if you know what to do and you have the resources, then the third step is do you have the maturity? Mm-hmm. Meaning, <laughs> I'll take my collection now. <laughs> no, dead, right, right, right. <laughs> so I know dead. better. I got what I need to, I have, what, I have everything I need. Am I mature enough to choose to use the tools and the knowledge I have for the outcome that I actually desire? Mm. That maturity is a huge piece. Ooh, it's a monster. It's a huge piece. And and it's it's ringing something in my head uh, tail end of last year. Just simple decisions. You have, I have, I've know of this intuition that I have. Yeah. But I didn't, I wasn't obedient to it. And that's a part of that maturity. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, like it's, it's, you, I knew better. <laughs> I knew better. I had the information. I mean, um, I knew what to expect, and I heard. Yeah, I could hear what needed to be done, and you know, and I was very capable of doing so. Maturity, but the maturity yeah. in taking that step and doing it, I didn't. I didn't apply. Man, and it just and it smacked you every time. Every you freaking time, it smacks you every time. Just, yeah, and, and until you get the lesson. Until you get it. Until you get the last. Until you get it. So, um, man, I would. I we could actually really do this for a whole lot longer (laughs) because this is good conversation. Um, so I want to. I'm gonna. I got a couple more questions for you. So one, um, as you were pursuing this this persona of present, like you, you being in the moment and being who you need to be at that point in time, what are some of the things that you're doing right now to help fuel and feed that person? How are you? How are you literally becoming that that man? I think in life, at least what I've learned, um, my experience, what my experience has taught me, that you go through phases, and currently I'm going through a phase where I've been digging heavier, what heavier into my spirituality. I used to be, in, in my opinion, I I would say that I used to be heavier before, but I think. Again, for every growth period, you have these phases. 
and you go through these peaks and valleys and i think that's just the nature of life right now i'm on a page where i'm definitely tuning really tuning in to myself in the moment um to my relationships um I, i'm i'm thinking intentionally spiritually as opposed to just you know i guess uh for the lack of a better word to use just practically or what have you but i mean there's spirit and all of those things too but um I'm taking my time and I'm not, I'm trying not to uh, criticize myself as harshly as I, as I used to. The things that I've learned along the way have taught me that, you know, my criticism have not done me any good service. Mm -hmm. It's not done me any, any help, you know, especially if I'm not going to change those things that I'm critiquing. So certain things I have to say, okay, well, just let it go. If you're not going to do it any better, stop. You know, do something different. Yeah. Approach it differently. I've started to study another language. Uh, <laughs> I've started studying another language. I've, um, I'm back to studying my music deeper. I never really cared so much for painting. Like I'm a professional painter. I've never really cared so much for it, but I embrace the opportunity for work. Mm. I put it in a different context as opposed as, as opposed to me thinking like I'm spending hours a day apart from what my true purpose is or what I thought my true purpose was. I'm living in purpose, serving a purpose mm. and t uh, even taking that time to either reflect or practice a song or write a song. Mm. You know, I mean, it give I, I had to find you know, ways to, to ex explore the opportunities that I have. So I've, I've been approaching life more positively as opposed to negatively or critically. Okay. You know. That was good. That was really, really, really good. Really good. All right. Um, so I got two requests. So one, yeah. last question. And request. <clears throat> so as you are you know, on this journey, how can I, how can our viewers and listeners help support you in this journey as you continue to, to go and pursue? You just asked me the, the worst possible question that <laughs> for me to answer because <laughs> honestly, I don't, I've never been good at asking for help. Mm. I've never been good at asking for help. I always want to do things on my own. And maybe it's the narcissist in me. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Scorpio, man. And so it's like I, I want but anyway, you work I, with your hands, man. Yeah, you control it. Yeah, I want to control a lot yeah. of things. But what what anybody watching that whether you know me or will see me, or you know you especially, you know, as a good brother and friend, uh, honest critique and uh, transparency and, and expressing what you observe when it comes to me, mm. because I I I can definitely take and I and I understand spirit. I I can I know when it's coming from the right place, you know, so. I want to keep myself open to that because I want to be better. That's good. All right. So to close, <clears throat> first of all, man, thank you so much for taking time. I know you got to go install a booty cleaner. I'm sorry. A, a, a bidet. Excuse me. A bidet. <laughs> a butt yes, fountain. Um, a butt fountain. <laughs> that is funny. Wait, a butt fountain in the mirror. That's a bad combination. <clears throat> yes, it, um, it sounds It sounds, it sounds terrible. 
<laughs> or it could be amazing, you know. I mean, it's, it's a nice bathroom. I just, it's, it's a nice. Uh, <laughs> I just painted a, ba- a bathroom yesterday, and they, they want to do this now, and it's like, wow, okay, all right, let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it. So, how about? Hmm. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you to do this. <clears throat> I would love to hear a song that you feel like encapsulates, even just a verse, encapsulates either your journey or. You know, kind of the truth that you're chasing right now, and that's funny because the timing, timing, you, you knew I know timing was right because because <laughs> what I'm about to sing, you're probably gonna be like, oh my gosh, but I want this to be a confirmation moment, okay? And I might mess up the words slightly, but hey, it is. I it can, is I mean, you me go ahead, and just huh? You just go ahead and pull it up real quick. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I can. I can. <clears throat> I got a dream for the world. Peace in the river and everywhere, bridges of steel and love, and cities that smile. That's that's that Donnie uh, uh, Donnie Hathaway. Yeah, song. yeah. I, I I want I want the best for my family, my friends, and everybody around me, and I want to be part of being that. You know, giving that gift to the world. I want that to be the fulfillment of who I am. You know, I want to bring everything that I am, everything that I can give, to to everything that I'm a part of, and and let it be settled. You know. You've been tuned in to Becoming Better with Jeff Ponders. Special thank you to our guests for this episode, and to our partners Mammoth Studios and the Cochrane House. We appreciate you for joining us on this journey toward a better life from the inside out. See you soon.